0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Mediaverse Podcast. I am your host, Dylan Liccardo, and joining with me, as always, the one, the only, a sacred school.
1: What is good, everyone? I am doing great. A little tired, started school this week, uh, so <laughs> we're there, but uh, overall good, yeah.
0: I, I, I ended my first full week of teaching again, and yeah. yeah. I'm tired. I feel really tired. i <laughs> tired. Um, but yeah, we got a, a couple really interesting topics today. Uh, one major topic. Uh, that will be our main focus. But we're, we're going to jump right in and we're going to talk Blue Beetle. So okay. before we get to any numbers, I, I'm going to get it out there. I have yet to see the film. Uh, I have not... Been able to just make it to the theaters with work starting back up, getting busy. You you know the you know the deal. Yep. Um, so I haven't got to see it. I've heard good things, but I know you have seen it. So I how about it. you give our listeners your the sacred review?
1: Of the okay, movie. my sacred review is I loved it. Uh, I saw it a few days ago, and um uh, i i my mom wanted to come with me she was interested in the the concept of the movie and i was like oh okay i'll i'll take you and then uh she loved it she does not like superhero movies that much and i think that speaks to how well the, i think the movie was I'm like
0: just, just the fact that your mom was like i'm interested right. in this like just when right. you said that i'm like that's a good sign for right. this movie right there that someone that probably isn't always interested in exactly movies. It's like, Hey, this one looks interesting.
1: Yes. And, uh, that's what I was like. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take you. And, uh, she gave it an eight out of 10 and she said it was great. Um, I had a lot of fun in the movie theater, uh, watching this movie. I, I, give it a nine in my personal experience because, uh, it, I just, I love the acting. The acting was great. Zolo was great. Everything I expected from him, his performance was great. And, like, everyone in the family, all of their acting was great. It was, like, I've seen families like this in real life. And, like, I've hung out with friends who's had families that were so, like, connected and, like, always joking and, like, never taking anything too seriously and just having a good time and caring about each other. And, like, even, I think like um the cgi and the special effects and all that stuff was great i feel like like it was like some of the best early cgi i've seen in a long time like it looked the movie looked fantastic the fight scenes the the suit up scenes uh you know just just regular around the world stuff the city looked a little like, the overhead view of the city looked a little, like, video gamey, But besides that, like, the main stuff really felt like I liked that a lot. And overall, I think the movie had this, like, charm to it that I've been missing from MCU projects since the beginning. Like, early phases. Like, it was just... I I, I don't know. It was just a, a, a light-hearted... But also kind of deep movie with jokes, you know, thrown in and they landed and it wasn't just like the main focus of everything. And so it's like uh, Thor Love, and Thunder right, right. And um, <laughs> there were some jokes that I was like, OK, you know, whatever. But, you know, there always will be. But there were jokes that definitely landed. The whole theater was laughing at multiple points and um i yeah overall nine out of ten for me eight out of ten from a sacred mom and and yeah great time
0: you know i i have heard nothing but good things yeah a lot of what you just said just kind of confirms what the trailers were showing Mm -hmm. it's gonna be fun the characters are gonna be interesting the family dynamic that's what they they sold us on. Yep, and, and they that, they that's sold like us what they right. delivered. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like I said, I'm I'm looking Rotten Tomato seventy eight percent by the critics. That's mm-hmm. certified fresh. That's really yep. good for a film, and ninety one percent by audiences. That's incredibly high scores. Oh, let's check the Cinema Score. I forgot to pull this one up. So give me one second.
1: On no this one. problem. I will say though. Did remind me of Ant Man one, but like in the best way possible.
0: I'm like, that's been the best Ant Man.
1: So. Yeah, it was. It was a good movie. It did feel like the same premise, but told a different way, which was cool. Uh,
0: it is sitting at a B plus cinema score, which once again okay. is an incredibly high cinema yeah. score. You want you want above a B essentially for, for cinema score. If you're getting like B minuses, you're getting C's. That's really when you're kind of worried about a film. B-plus is really solid. Um, You know, The Flash had a B. Yeah. Just to kind of compare cinema scores there. Um, So, with all this, the movie was really good. Everyone who sees it is really liking it. Um, You really liked it. Yes. Unfortunately, it has bombed at the box office. Yeah. Um, it did debut at number one. It knocked Barbie off of the top spot.
1: That's cool. But
0: it's now experiencing a sixty-one percent projected drop for this weekend. Damn. And it's currently so it made twenty five million in the opening weekend. That Sheesh. is very bad. Like the premier top tier movies they are make trying like to shoot for like a million in yeah. the opening weekend. Like that, that if you if you are like a, I mean, I, no one expected Blue Beetle to get that high, but like that's top tier performance.
1: Mm-hmm. Twenty
0: five, I think, is still below expected. That's still a disappointment for this film. Yeah, um, only thirty four million so far. So, I guess, I guess the discussion for us to have here is what maybe, what is the reason? Is it just oh, it's DC? I am not interested. The Industry is trying to say Hurricane Hillary hitting California, hitting uh, kind of the southern California right. part, which is a massive move. I, I mean, I didn't go. That's one of the reasons I didn't get to go last weekend. Yeah. Um, but is is did that have enough of an impact? What do you think?
1: I um, yeah, I could say it could have an impact for sure. Because um, obviously people don't want to leave their homes when there's literal natural disasters happening outside their windows, <laughs> but um, I I would just say it's just I think it's just DC has a bad reputation right now. I think that's what it is, and people are kind of getting tired of the going to the movies to see a DC movie and being let down over and over and over again and that's completely fair you know um but please go watch this movie please go support this movie because <laughs> they did something right
0: i uh, actually i pulled up a number as you you were going there i wanted to mm-hmm. compare because you said it was, it was similar to ant-man yeah I, I think that's actually a good comparison a little more of an unknown hero mm-hmm. um probably not super popular overall right and I wanted to see how the first Ant Man, first Ant Man, hit fifty seven million in its opening weekend. Um, you can kind—I of, mean, obviously, Marvel was at more of a heyday at that point, so it got right. a buff. I mean, for DC being where it's at, half of that is, is maybe not the worst for a similar level film. Yeah, I think one of the big things to note here and kind of why i'm and why i think a lot of i think pixar is dealing with this problem right now i think disney's having a bit of this issue is people are just okay waiting for stuff to stream yeah and a movie like this where people are hearing it's good Mm -hmm. people can go see these reviews they can hear that it's a good movie all of this what is making them go to the theater to see this nothing right nothing it's not even though blue beetle is apparently getting continuing to the james gunn universe it's not the kickoff of his universe yeah it's not james gunn's first movie mm-hmm. there's there's no there's no incentive to go see it so they're like let's just i'll just wait for hbo max this mm-hmm. was originally going to be an hbo max movie yeah blue beetle was pitched and originally Give, like given the green light as an HBO Max movie when they realized it was good
1: they were like holy they crap decided
0: to <laughs> put a bit more money behind it and give it a theatrical release but yeah maybe that wasn't the right choice
1: i i think seeing it in the theater probably helped my love for it you know big screen bass hit in my my body whenever like he suits up or he's soaring through the sky or fight scenes are happening and he's yelling at the enemy for reasons I won't describe for spoilers. Um, but I, I love going to the movies personally. Um, but I also completely understand people just want to stay at home and chill on their couch and watch a movie. You know, like I get that. I get that. But yeah, I don't know.
0: Now, yeah, like, this is just an industry-wide problem. This isn't yeah. like DC's. Like I said, Pixar's been dealing with yeah, it. I think Pixar's going to feel this this upcoming year. They have a movie coming out early in the year. That's just like, man, that that looks like a Disney Plus movie. Yeah, Like even me, a moviegoer, <laughs> is like, yeah. man, I, I think I'll probably wait for Disney Plus for that one. Yeah, Elemental, a, a movie that a lot of people really liked and actually kind of over time in the theatrical release ended up making money. Yeah, started off really low dealt with this issue of a lot of people just be like, I'll just wait for Disney plus.
1: Yep. I was one uh, of those people.
0: Yeah. I, I was, was really I, interested I by it. it I, I, was, I want to see it. I've heard yeah. nothing but great things. I didn't go to the theater. Same. Um, that was also around some packed movie times. So yep. it, that hurt it a bit as well, but that's the issue. And that's what these companies are going to have to navigate and, Streaming while it's great, is it really helping these companies and the box office? Or, probably more what I'm thinking because obviously, we saw two juggernauts hit the box office this year in Barbie yeah, and Oppenheimer,
1: Barbenheimer combo,
0: yeah. And part of that was that combo that yeah. idea that it's these two movies opposing you to see, and yeah, it, it was an experience, it was yeah. a phenomenon. How do you get if you're DC, you're James Gunn? How do you make it a phenomenon? How do you make it for people to feel the need to go to the theaters? Because people like us, we're going to go to the theaters. Right. I know I haven't seen Blue Beetle. I'm going to see it in theaters before it's out of theaters. I'm Mm -hmm. not waiting till HBO Max. I want to see it. I just have to find the time. Yeah. But how do you get the general audience? to buy in and feel the need to go spend for a family 100 plus bucks possibly to go sit in a theater and watch this movie instead of waiting 2 3 months to watch it for their 999 subscription fee at home
1: right um well with the whole barbenheimer thing it was really all like memes that blew it up and like even back when uh what came out was it was it Despicable Me or the Minions movie? Uh, the Minions movie. The yeah. Minions movie. It was. It was all memes, and it was people just
0: the the Minions franchise is a juggernaut. Oh a, yeah, Despicable for sure. Me is a billion dollars. For million. sure, so that one already kind of had the for sure. The memes helped it even more. But,
1: but like, yeah, the, I think it's just like the internet culture has to back it in a way. Like you have to. Make it appealing enough to where people are like, "Oh, okay, we can meme this and blow it up and help it like gain traction accidentally."
0: So there's one thing though where that is an issue in that example, and it could be meme worthy. It could get traction. Morbius, yeah. Morbius was a hit on the internet. It was it was a phenomenon. The, the was so Sony bad. as a studio bought into that phenomenon and even and they, they
1: re-released it, came
0: back and re-released yep. it again. And we're like, Hey, go see. It, and people still didn't care. Yeah. So it's, I still think there, it can, it, I agree. You need to have some sort of internet sensation around it. Yeah. But the the movie itself still needs to feel worth going to see. That's true. Oppenheimer was worth going to see on the biggest screen possible because it, I mean, it had Christopher Nolan. It, yeah. it was fi- it had the special I'm film. X. It was yeah. all of these things that you need to see. Barbie was just, you didn't know what it was. Yeah. You weren't quite sure.
1: It was Barbie yeah. and all these great actors were in it. That's yeah. that's all we and, knew.
0: Incredible actors and then incredible director, writer. Yeah. It had all these pieces and there was an intrigue and the look of it looked perfect. and It, yeah. it was like, oh, I, I need to see what this is. Uh, James Cameron with Avatar is the greatest example of this. Avatar movies are not the greatest movies. Right. Just as a pure movie, but they are some of the highest grossing movies ever because you can't not see it in theaters Mm -hmm. because of the technological advances and what he's doing visually. So if I'm James Gunn, I have to come up with something for Superman legacy. I can't just rely on Superman's name. Mm-hmm. I can't just rely on this is the start of my universe. Right There needs to be something in here that gets people interested.
1: That's true. Whether it be a visual spectacle or, you know, he brings in some very talented actors to play a basic role, you know? I don't know. Which, I something.
0: Mean, if, if we're talking actors, I mean, we've talked the Superman Lois casting. Those yeah. two aren't. Big name draws as a, as of actors. That's true. Uh, they're unknowns. Uh, I mean, Rachel Brosnahan's known for Miss Maisel, but even Miss Maisel's not the. Yeah. It, it was a phenomenon, but like a small one. Like mm-hmm. people know of the show, but she she also wears prosthetics, so she doesn't even look like that character when you see her. You're not going to see her on the screen as Lois and be like, oh, hey, that's Miss Maisel, right? Because she, she looks different. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's, I think it's really, I mean, James Gunn's name will carry a bit of weight. For sure. The director of Guardian, the Guardians trilogy brings you Superman, that will carry some weight, but once again, that's not enough.
1: Yeah, not at all.
0: And that's just, and a Superman, I think we saw it a bit in Guardians with the Adam Warlock mm-hmm. fight scenes. Yeah. That still needs to be taken up to another level, though.
1: I think so, And uh, Yeah.
0: You need you need those visuals ready for that first. Tra- it needs to be in the first trailer. Yep. You got to have something that people are just. I need to see that. The
1: internet is talking about it. The internet yeah. explodes. Did you see this at one minute fifteen seconds? No way. Yeah.
0: If, yeah. if there's not that moment, we'll be here in a year whenever that trailer drops, and just be like, I'm worried about this film. Yep. Um with this and we, we've talked about these movies before. I um, Well, I guess it the big one being Aquaman two mm-hmm. after another box office flop and Aquaman two has been having issues. They've been yep. re- What do you think Aquaman two ever gets released?
1: <sighs> I would, I, I, at this point, like I would like to see it, but like at what cost, you know, I, I feel like they should just, like we've talked about in the past, I think whenever they end up, quote-unquote, finishing it, they just shell it off to HBO Max. I, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't, like, all this sounds so bad in, like, movie work-wise news stuff. It just sounds bad. And it's just like, why... Why is it failing this much? Why is it needing this many reshoots? Why does this need this much editing? It's like, that's bad. That's bad news. Just, yeah. I'd be afraid to to see that movie in the theater, honestly. Yeah.
0: And it yeah. sucks because, I mean, Aquaman made a billion dollars. Right. James Bond's right. made multiple like blockbuster hits. Yeah. And it's like I, I liked Aquaman 1 a lot. It should be a screaming success. Yeah. It, it should be hyped. We don't hear anything about it. No one's talking about it. No one's like, yeah, Aquaman 2. If they release it in theaters, it's just going to hurt the brand of DC even more. Because whether it's a good movie or not, we just had a good movie with Blue Beetle. Yeah. And it still failed. Yeah, Aquaman's more of an established character. It has a follow-up. That's not going to matter. People at this point are so done with DC. And once again, it doesn't build to anything so there's not that incentive of oh i need to see it to see what's coming next and uh, that that's that's the issue and i think if they try and release it it will be a mistake
1: me too i think it should just be shell it off to hbo max and let the stream and i think
0: it will be much more successful
1: i I think so. People
0: will watch it. People will enjoy it. People will talk about it. And that might be what you need, that little bit of good faith coming back in yep. before you hit into the James Gunn. Absolutely. And But if you hit it, it could be the same exact movie, but if you hit it in theaters, it makes $30 million on its opening weekend. All the talks about how little money it made. Blue Beetle wasn't expected to be a juggernaut. Nope. So the, the money... Issues aside, it's still being talked about very positively. So you already took a step forward. Yeah, but Aquaman's expected to be a juggernaut if it gets released. It's a follow-up to a billion-dollar movie. It's never gonna hit that. I I am confident saying, no matter how good Aquaman two is, it will not make a billion dollars. I agree. All the surrounding issues. So, we'll see. They haven't said any news. We're not super aware of anything, but. I hope they make the right choice, because I want to see good DC movies. Me B-witch. too. I, for the first time with um, a friend of mine, Spike Vegeta, and his he does Sub Nights, we watched um, Batman vs. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie last Oh, okay. Night. And it's just like, man, there could be such good movies. Yeah. The animated stuff is so good, minus some really bad ones that they made. We won't talk about those. <laughs> but the, the animation, like they nail it. No. Yeah. They, they Almost animation. every time. Yeah. So just like, ha- they, they, there's just some disconnect here. And I know we've had this conversation with spider verse animation just works better sometimes for superhero stuff. Yep. Um, but I really, I really hope they, they can figure it out. Me too. And, um, I know I kind of just went on a rant there. And fine. what you, you want to add in on blue beetle DC, um, before we move on
1: listeners go see the movie uh go support the movie please uh you'll enjoy it uh i highly recommend it and i think we need to show them that this is a good movie and they need to make more like this and that's about it
0: all right well let's transition to our main topic for today I- I mean, it was really these two main topics. We have one small <laughs> news story to talk about at the very end, okay. uh, but Ahsoka. Woo-hoo. We we previewed this with talking a bit about Rebels with Joey last yep. week or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Ahsoka episodes one and two dropped, so very let's happy. Talk about them, okay? Um, I'll let you kick off. how How do you like them? Um, if we want to focus one episode at a time, or we'll just talk about them as a whole, okay? Either or, but just overall just your thoughts on the show
1: okay um well i was talking with uh joey the other day we were gaming and uh i gave it a uh like an 8.6 overall like so far i'm thoroughly enjoying it i really like the uh the look of the show i think it looks fantastic um the characters look good uh Seeing Harris and Dula live action, I think she looks great. I think uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead is her name. Yeah, I think she's doing great so far. I really like how she's playing the character. Um, Sabine Wren, also forget her name. Love love the live action Sabine. Uh, I already liked Rosario's Ahsoka, so big fan. Um, I th- visually, it's a spectacle uh, comparison to like other disney plus shows entirely um uh the story so far has me interested a lot i will say i like um ray parker's character i can't remember his name in the show ray stevenson oh ray stevenson yeah. i can't uh, remember Balin skull Balin, yeah uh and his apprentice um and
0: shin hotty
1: shin uh I'm really bad at names when I first start a show. But I really like everything that they're doing right now. The build up to the Thrawn Ezra arc is about to happen. Um the I will say the um for those of us lightsaber enjoyers, <laughs> I will say they're doing their thing. They are doing their thing. Um it is not Ray and Kylo Ren swinging real slow against some waves i'll tell you that much
0: i i will say i'll jump in go for um, it. about that one point the first fight scene with a uh, so so also at this point spoilers we're going to talk all details so if you haven't seen the episodes go watch then come back and listen to us right um the first fight scene at the temple with ahsoka versus the droids i didn't like
1: really i, I thought it was really cool
0: i mean it was cool where she like was cutting beneath them all that but the actual, once she was fighting the droids, looked slow to me. Okay. It looked, it looked like choreography. And it looked like Rosario Dawson just was a little slow in the choreography. So the, the people that were representing the droids had to go a little slow. It just looked a little slow. Okay. Fast forward to episode two, her fight with Merrick. That was a lot better. As yeah. I saw an improvement. That one looked a lot cooler. But that first one, I wasn't a big fan. Okay. Uh, Shin Sabine fight, awesome. Yeah, it was just uh, that first one. I just like when I was watching, I was like, man, I can tell this is just choreographed movements. Like, That's fair. It, it just it, it she she needs to pick up the pace a little bit. It needs to be a little more a bit more dynamic. It just it looked like okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand here
1: and then I'm gonna swing here
0: and I'm then gonna stand here. Yeah, I'm gonna stand here.
1: And no, yeah. Like, eh. I can understand so, that completely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I agree with most of everything that you said. I, I like a lot of the, the rebels characters. Yeah. I I'm very intrigued about the show. The villains are cool. Yep. The one thing I'm, I'm missing so far from the show. I'm loving mm-hmm. the show. I'm really excited about it. Ahsoka. You yeah. Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. She looks like Ahsoka. She yeah. absolutely, she nails the look. She's perfect where's the fun light-hearted like super expressive Ahsoka that we've grown to know we haven't seen that yet well and we haven't seen that really through all of the live action Ahsoka stuff yeah that's what I was just about to say yeah um but it's just like that's missing and that I don't know if that's just a choice Rosario's making as the actress um but, like, I really hope we get that, or at least an explanation of why she's now more stoic, more serious. There's reasons behind it, but I don't want to lose the fun, lighthearted, yeah. interesting character who could still be serious and stoic that Ashley Eckstein gave us throughout Rebels and Clone Wars and all of this other stuff in live action for yeah. now. Oh, she's the master, so she needs to be more stoic. No, she shouldn't be. She should still be Ahsoka, so that's my one complaint about the show as a whole. Is we need Ahsoka, also we need Ahsoka to really feel like the main character.
1: Yeah, this I. This has really felt it's like feel like the Sabine, Sabine show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But i I agree with you. Uh, that classic witty Ahsoka is not present in the live action Star Wars so far, um, which is unfortunate. But like you know i will give her you know her her live action character some credit there have been some things that she's gone through that you know and she's older she's wiser you know etc like i get it but you don't just like lose that like you know witty part you don't of the lose character
0: it, it could be right. hidden more it can only come out in certain points but right. when she's around her friend when she's around Hera... And, like, just, just chilling and talking with Hera, we should see her be a little more lighthearted and a yeah. little bit more what she is. Okay, if she needs to be a little more, a bit more serious in front of Sabine to sell that there's some the master pattern between them Tark's, and all of this, yeah. I understand that. But she shouldn't also be that way to Hera.
1: Yeah, that's fair. She
0: shouldn't be that way when she's talking to Hu, Hu Wang. Yeah. Which we saw, there was one moment where she was like, oh, I, oh, I didn't follow standard Jedi protocol. Yeah. That was like the one time we saw a little bit of like this kind of witty, kind of more like jokey around. It's true. Um, Ahsoka, but there needs to be more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. At least, you know, I'd say at least a couple an episode, just like one or two, you know, obvious, like, oh yeah, that's Ahsoka moments. But I think in terms of like her feeling like the main character, type situation I think that's going to change um, across the the episodes I think this part was really just a setup just to talk about like what's happened between Ahsoka and Sabine and how Sabine is with this whole situation and just really reintroducing Sabine into live action I think that's really what it is and then I think it will be Ahsoka takeover moving on I think.
0: I hope so. Yeah. Um, To kind of build on that, I want to, I want to transition our talk to about Merrick, Mm -hmm. um, the inquisitor character. We'll talk about uh, Shin and Balin as well, but I want, I want to talk about Merrick because you, and I've seen this theory now kind of become the main popular theory out there online Mm -hmm. is you were on the train that Ezra is going to be revealed to be Merrick. Yes. Are you still on that train after seeing the first two episodes?
1: uh probably not um cuz they said you know in the show that they Thrawn is trapped in the space between when and where um time and space or whatever and
0: in a completely different, in a completely
1: galaxy. different galaxy yeah that's and that's
0: really cool. we'll talk about that by itself yeah.
1: um yeah. and i was like oh okay that's crazy but like that's that's awesome, but it's definitely not Ezra, because uh, if Thrawn is still stuck out there, Ezra's still stuck out there, and there's nothing they can do about that. But I have, I don't know if you've seen these things on the internet, but uh, there is a certain actor, very popular, that was credited in the Suppose credits. The theory that I threw out. Yes, in that indeed.
0: Episode.
1: Indeed, that uh, Sam Whitwer is in the cast list, and
0: uh, listed as an additional voice. Which yep. um, I'll let I'll let you continue with the theory. Which the note he's done a lot of additional voices. Oh, absolutely background characters. He appears in a lot of them, but normally he then tweets out about it. He like has talks not about who he is. Yeah, and he has not. So I'll let you continue with what the actual theory is. Yeah, I just wanted to throw in that in.
1: like. Well, going on that, I he it could be like a a mall throwback or like a mall vision that would be cool. I'm not gonna lie.
0: But why would he be credited in episodes one and two? Right,
1: exactly. When there's a certain inquisitor that shows up, that you know makes some grunting noises. (laughs) Um, But uh, you were saying last podcast episode that. We could see a version of the live-action Star Killer, and that that seems to be seeming more and more possible as the days progress. And
0: to, to note for viewers, why this is adding to credibility to that theory is Sam Witwer voiced Star Killer in the Force Unleashed
1: game. Yep, and that was his face, and it was him. And big fan. Personally, of Sam Woodward's work, he's a incredible talent, and he cares about Star Wars, and I think that's dope. Yeah. Um, It'd be
0: cool to see him get a yeah. live action role with how much he's done and absolutely how much he's given. Um, so yeah, so I I was I was ready to come if if you were still on the Ezra train to basically bring up everything you just yeah. said for the other side, um, and I, I'll, I'll add a couple other points. So one, why actually i've seen a ton of the ezra theory come out people the reasoning they're giving and why they are believing ezra could still be the inquisitor is oh if they're out in another galaxy that line from morgan about time and space okay well if he's having to communicate through time and space maybe that's through the world between worlds okay ezra's actually been able to travel through it so he's Mm. traveled back I'm like that. Just seems that
1: sounds too complicated, though. Too complicated, yeah.
0: My other reason of why I don't believe it's Ezra is what we had just talked about. Yeah. If that's Ezra, why is that a villain for Ahsoka? That would be a sub. If it that would make it even more the Sabine show. If that was Ezra, and she has to turn him back from the dark side and all this, so I just think that leads more into a Sabine show. Whereas it might not. It's most likely not star killer mm-hmm. it's a version a play on the idea, but having that inquisitor be maybe Vader's secret apprentice yeah or like that, a, once like again, an Anakin clone in this, general yeah yeah it leads into this idea of okay it's Anakin versus Vader's apprentice yes, and that's where it's just like i I hope it's more that direction me too. to really give this idea of truly the two sides of Anakin being shown in his Padawans. Yep. And we Hayden Christensen has recorded some audio for this and yeah. maybe we'll make an appearance. There's I hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We don't know, but we at least know he's recorded some audio. Yeah. Um, his voice will appear probably just in the background at points, but I think, I think that will help kind of build that storyline and make it more centered around Ahsoka and not Sabine. Yeah. Um so let's talk about let's since we're on Ezra and Thrawn let's, let's just continue the conversation of Ezra and Thrawn. Okay. Um we got confirmation so the theory for most of the time post rebels is that they just went into the unknown regions of the known Star Wars galaxy. Right. We got confirmation in this episode. No, they're not there. they're not in Throns home turf and yep. unknown regions, they're in a completely new galaxy. That's so cool. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you what do you take from this revelation?
1: Um that uh well, my first thought was, yeah, I was way off on my on my Rebels rewatch and theories and stuff i mean um, everyone no, yeah no uh, that that
0: i think even dave feloni has come back and said like that's basically a change they've decided to make in this time like okay they never said where they went so they had the right to change right. We just all assumed well we're all in one galaxy why would they go to another no one ever thought oh they went to another galaxy because there's never been mention of another galaxy mm-hmm. well or or if there was that's not like no, we'll go to the unknown regions. that's where the first order developed that's where all the right. stuff that makes sense so th- no one was on that train so but yeah, yeah.
1: That's you can do. um but uh i think it brings in like a lot of like possibilities that i'm not even sure of what that could be but i think that the galaxy very far, far, far away is expanding to another galaxy far, far, far away. <laughs> it's just a cool prospect. And, yeah. yeah.
0: The the big thing I think that this lets spe- specifically Feloni do mm-hmm. is, well, let me just take all these characters into this new galaxy and mm. now I'm no longer beholden to the sequel trilogy and having to make sure I'm closing those plot holes and how, okay, why is, why is Ahsoka not appearing in the, the sequel trilogy? Why, why okay. isn't, and it just kind of gives him that, gives him more creative freedom to go with these characters and not worry about, oh, where, why weren't they at Luke's temple when it burned down and Ben Solo went crazy. Why, right. why where were they in the sequel trilogy? Obviously, we actually know that the ghost ship appears at the end of yeah. the Rides of Skywalker, so they're at least back by then. But I, I think that's kind of
1: that. That a is a good point.
0: That's narrative cool. reason why it's now a new galaxy, yeah. Um, and so maybe like the Thrawn movie, the Filoni movie, maybe that's happening in this new galaxy and not the one we know.
1: That would be that would be perfect. <laughs> that's the perfect way to spin that. Yeah.
0: Um, so, kind of with that, I and mean, I want to continue this discussion,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what do we think is out there? Because likely there's some sort of villainous force alongside Thrawn within this new galaxy. For sure. I, I have a theory. I've heard theories. Do you have any thoughts? Do you have any any ideas of what maybe else could be out there in this this new galaxy
1: i i don't i really have i really have no idea what could potentially be out there um i know there's got to be something like there's always that there's something he's cooking up over there there's something there's some team or some person or some army that he's willing to get on his side to help out his cause there's always something out there, but I don't know what really... It's it's another universe. I got... I don't know.
0: So, I, I got one theory, and I was okay. thinking this. I've seen it also put out by other YouTube channels, theory channels, but I, I thought this right away, right when I first saw the first temple that Ahsoka dropped into. Okay. And we saw the star map and all this stuff. I think we are connecting the Jedi... Uh, Fallen Order. I think, I mean, just oh, think of that first temple.
1: That's so think true, the actually.
0: Orbs, the the Night Sister oh. temple and the orbs. Does that not just look like a Zepho temple?
1: Why did I never think of that? That's such a good idea. Yeah.
0: Is, is the star map not just one of the. A it tiny is. Version of one of those giant orbs we. It is. In, and the Zepho, we know from Jedi Fallen Order, left the galaxy Yeah. They they, have they departed. Left. So what if they left? They're in this new galaxy and they're ready to come back. And maybe they're not benevolent figures because we know they actually did have basically um, tying it now to Clone Wars. They had a father daughter son figure yep. in in their own. We saw it in the temples. We saw the good, which was on K- Kashyyyk. Yeah, so that was the good Zepho temple. We saw the the e the dark side one on Dathomir, which also connects the Morgan Elsbeth and the Night Sisters. Yep. And then we saw the kind of more neutral one, which is kind of the main zepho Temple. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so what if they went out there, and what if the, the evils won? Right. What What if, What if that is the one that has, like that? That was part of the reason why they left in the game was the, the allure of the dark side and all of this, and they wanted to be out of it. Um so what if okay they went, but what if that allure went with them and, and they gave in to the dark side, and now essentially the Zepho are this like really force powerful evil menace. That maybe Thrawn has aligned with out there. Maybe yep. maybe not. Maybe they're not going go with evil Thrawn. Because Thrawn in the books also wasn't fully evil. He's just, he's strategic. He aligned with the Empire because they were the best force to help him protect his people against, um, I forget the race of aliens that the Chiss were fighting.
1: Uh, oh, I know this.
0: Uh... Yeah. I'll Damn, it I can't remember. I'll keep going. Um, I'll look it up. Also yeah. If I, I get a chance here in a second. But what? So what if? What if it's not that race that was in the books? What if now that he's gone out to these regions, he's viewed the Zepho and that's now the group he feels he needs to fight against. And what if he ends up aligning with the heroes and Thrawn's kind of more strategically on the good side against this new force that that's a possibility. I think more likely we're going to just get evil thrown and he'll align with the evil force. Yeah. But I, I went, once I saw that orb, once I saw that puzzle, I'm like, that's just, a that's such a good, like,
1: that's such a good brain connection. I never even thought that of like making that connection. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. Cause now that I'm there's thinking about it,
0: more reason for me to, I, I, I want, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, w- I want more, Fallen or I want Jedi yeah, Survivor. I want too. Cal this in live action.
1: So I would I, love Cal I've been there, so
0: I'm just like, yeah, let's yeah.
1: get him in. That, no, yeah. Then like Even like thinking about it now, it just makes a lot of sense. That orb looks exactly like those orbs, and the temple looks exactly like what we've seen in the game. That's such a good point. Yeah. I would, I'm down for that to be a bridge between universes. I'd be so down. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Um, the Grisk. That, yes. That is the name of the alien yes. race that, um, that was in the Thrawn novels that Thrawn's people were up against. So, what essentially I'm saying like, we have the Zepho as canon because mm-hmm. the, the Fallen Order games are canon. So, what if that's kind of just replacing the, the Grisk with the Zepho? Right. And once again, it makes sense because we got also confirmation that a theory that actually came out when Morgan Ellsbeth first appeared in The Mandalorian was that she could be a Knight Sister of Dathomir. We mm-hmm. got that confirmation, which one really cool. Also, Brie. Oh, why am I blanking on her name? Um, Brie. No, um, the act, the character in Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. Oh, Marin. Marin. Yeah. Marin. Yeah. Bring Marin back as well, so we have yep. the good knights sister versus the evil knights sister. Like it, it just, it all makes sense. It all works. I really hope they're going down that route, connecting this all, bringing all these kind of side stories together. And I, I think it would be really cool.
1: I think it would be so dope. Yeah.
0: Um. So let's let's talk Shin and Hoti. Okay. Let's let's talk. We've talked. We've talked what's possibly happening with Theron and Ezra. We've talked Merrick. Let's talk Shin and Hati. What did you think of... Because, I mean, we talk. okay, well, what if Merrick is a Vader apprentice? What do you make of these two villains?
1: Um, I know that, um, I, th- I think it's that he's a Balin, is his name, right? He's a... uh <clears throat> he's a fallen Jedi. And I would not classify him fully as a Sith. Probably. I I'm would. I'm
0: with you. I don't yeah. Think he's, he
1: I'd probably put him in the Dooku esque category before he was a Sith of just falling off the Jedi wagon. The the,
0: Quag- the slightly, slightly more down Quagga. Right.
1: Right. And. and he still has like the mannerisms and like the honor and he's not like just about rage. It seems like from what we're getting in the show, Uh it seems like he still has a method and it seems like he's just surviving by being a Jedi for hire and, you know, more power to him, but you're on the wrong side. <laughs> uh, but Um, I think that's like a cool concept of he's a Jedi that survived Order 66 and he saw all the horrors that happened and felt it probably in the Force and decided, okay, I need to change my my ways and and do something. And then along the way, he probably met a Force-sensitive child who is Shin and is teaching her now and taught her how to build a lightsaber.
0: Yeah. Um, one, I, I personally think Shin is just his own daughter.
1: Oh, um, okay.
0: I, I, I definitely think that that's going to just be, he's, he's training his own force sensitive child and hey, not finding one. Makes sense to um, me. But I, I mean, it would work either way. Yeah. I don't think he's evil at all. Yeah. To, to, be, to be completely honest. Like, like you said, I, I think a Jedi for hire, I think the evil one out of the trio is Merrick.
1: Yeah. For sure.
0: Merrick is the evil one. I think obviously he's there for a reason. He mm-hmm. wants something out of this. And once again, if we're making maybe some connections to fallen order and Jedi survivor, that had to do a lot with like the fall of the Jedi and repercussions for that. And kind of a rebuilding of the, or maybe he has connections to that. Maybe he helped try to do some of that stuff. Um, maybe he followed a, a similar path to, I'm, man, I'm forgetting Fallen Order. I should have had a list of Fallen Order character names. No, no I was going to bring all this stuff up. What's uh, the mentor that um, turned evil originally? Uh, Seer? Uh, Seer. Maybe, maybe maybe he followed a similar path as Seer shortly after the fall. Okay. Um, because we see, especially in the end there, where he's like, man, it would be a shame to lose another Jedi. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he, he wants... He doesn't want the Jedi to die out. Yeah. He, he doesn't want this, but he wants some sort of power. Yeah. Because that's what he mentioned. So maybe... Because it also seems like he's really in touch with his visions of the future. Maybe he has witnessed the Zepho returning. And Ooh. he's just... Trying to, that's why he wants Thrawn back. Maybe he's seen Thrawn as the key to defeating the Zepho and needing this, or maybe he he sees the Zepho as the ultimate power and he's trying, he wants to make this connection out there, not for Thrawn, but to align with the Zepho and join in and get that power with the ancient knowledge that they have. I, I think. I I think he's there for his own reasons. Yeah, I don't think he cares about Morgan. I don't. I don't know if he fully cares about Thrawn. Yeah, it just act And now that I've said it, I I think it's probably more that second one where he he's maybe he's studied the Zepho and he wants. That's why he wants to get there. And yeah, that he wants to learn from them and continue to expand his knowledge and absolutely be stronger with the Force.
1: I think that's a um, great possibility. Yeah. And uh, it makes sense to me that, because yeah, he's really just doing it to survive, right? And he seems to be after his own gain and his own survival, his own power. So it would make sense. If, Whatever is out Shin there, is his daughter. Yeah, he, he wants, wants better to for her. Get safe for her. Yeah, he wants exactly. her to not be hunted down
0: and worried about living a horrible life.
1: Right. And,
0: yeah. So uh, it, I think honestly, I like it. I didn't even think about that fully that I, I was more on just thought, Oh, he wants to connect with Ron. I didn't even think of, well, maybe he's learned from the Zeph. We know there's Zepho stuff in the known universe. So maybe he has found it. Maybe he worked with Cordova.
1: At point
0: and was in on that research and knew about a lot of that stuff. And maybe he split from Cordova when he wanted to do something different with the Zeph. Cause that was Cordova's whole thing. And the games right. was, Hey, this is a really knowledgeable, powerful race of aliens that just disappeared. I need to learn about them and find right. out what happened and learn about their connection to the force and why it was so strong. And so yeah, what if what if Balin was right there and he he just disagreed and was like, No, I want this power.
1: Yeah. I think that's that's a great idea. I would love to see that happen. Yeah.
0: Um, so the, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about.
1: It was a, like it was a small big, thing.
0: Big talks. Oh, well, did you, did you catch the Purgle that, that was up in the sky above?
1: Oh yeah, the, um, yeah. Yeah. I saw that.
0: Yes. I mean, it was cool. Cause obviously they had the ring of Purgle yeah. showcasing also Clearly, the world between worlds is coming back. Oh, yeah. that Ring of pergol is exactly the same thing as the Ring of Loth-Wolves. It just seems like maybe a different whatever world Thron and potentially the Zeffo are out on. Yeah. Maybe has a connection point to the world between worlds just like Lothal did. But Lothal was represented by wolves versus this one's represented by the pergol Right. Both force sensitive creatures. But yeah, there was literally, if no one caught it, if you look closely when um Valen's looking up in the sky, you actually hear and you could barely see a perklear.
1: Coming out the clouds.
0: Out yeah. That's cool. It's uh, so also maybe maybe he has a connection to animals like Ezra does, and maybe he another reason why he knows of this way to get there.
1: That would be that would be kind of dope.
0: Um so Yeah, and I, I don't know any anything else you want to bring up from the episodes, any um, you feel like we left out any big points or
1: hey uh really small but I love Chopper man. <laughs> the, best,
0: the best droid. Like Yo, he's number 1.
1: He doesn't beat R2 for me, but uh, he, he is beat, my, he he's R2 my R2 second. He's my second for sure.
0: Yeah, no, he, he is just, like, the perfect blend of R2's coolness and, like, mm-hmm. just the, the amount he can do and the personality of BB-8.
1: Yeah, that's like true. He,
0: he is the blend of those two, and I think it just it brings the best of both worlds. I think there's some maybe of the speaking side droids that could maybe take the time, like K2SO. Yeah. was re- really fun, but I, I think that's a different category because they can speak and they're not having... Chopper's been my favorite since Rebels. Yeah. Like, uh, I just he's so, there's no other droid that can communicate as much personality and it's just the arms. Yeah. Like adding the, the little arms, wrench arms so much yeah. to the droid and it's just he's so perfectly
1: realized. Yeah. I agree. He's he's just just a great character and when that that scene with Hera flying to track the ship and Chopper's rummaging through all his scraps, and he's like, did you did you take my stuff? Did you touch my stuff? And she's like, no, I didn't touch your stuff, Chopper. I, th- I just think that's hilarious. Like, he's just I a good character. character. Yeah.
0: Um, one to, to kind of uh, question. Do we see Jason? Do we see Jason Sandula ever? because he clearly wasn't with his mom. Yeah. So we know she has a kid. Yeah. Clearly the New Republic maybe sucks at government, but I guess it's a good daycare. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Uh, I, I I would think it would be more of like a, uh end of the show, we save the day, you know, they bring out the kid type deal. Uh, but nothing too I mean, major. If,
0: if that's Kanan's kid, he's Force sensitive. Yeah. But most likely. I, I don't think we've ever guaranteed that if a Jedi has a kid. I would just say. sensitive. I think I'd I assume. Yeah, So maybe... Maybe that's also why she wants Ahsoka to get back into training Sabine. So that and way, and maybe at the end she'd be like, "Hey, I have a force." Hey,
1: would you mind? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe Sabine uh, can when he's a little more grown. Yeah.
0: Or Sabine's a little more trained and yeah, to do it and yeah, that kind of.
1: Oh, I, and I, I I like that idea. I do want to bring up uh, a line in Rebels that I saw online recently that. When Kanan was originally training Sabine, um, he said that her connection to the force is like none other because like you know, he blamed it on her being like Mandalorian and so close minded, but also free. And um when uh I can't remember the droid's name, Hi- the Huang. Hi- um when he's talking to Sabine, he's like, Yeah, your your force sensitiveness is like the lowest i've ever seen in any padawan ever (laughs) and and i think there's going to be a point in the show where she learns to let go and uses the force i think that's going to happen down the line
0: um i will just because you you brought up her training with kanan it bugged the heck out of me that, I mean, Kanan's whole thing with her and, okay, yeah, you you don't have the strongest connection to the Force. It is unique. It's different. You have yeah. a connection but it's not like a Jedi connection. Right. It's there. She could be trained, but it's not... She's never going to be a powerful Jedi. Right. But what he taught her was you're a mandalorian right use that and can also do this so yeah use both your skills and that was his whole training and what she eventually became and why she was successful and then shin shows up and she's like nah screw my mandalorian armor i'm just <laughs> going for the lightsaber
1: yeah like,
0: like at least put on like a cuff or something right, right.
1: at least the <laughs> like, on, at least you, the, you the grapple creepy. thing or <laughs> something yeah
0: Something. I mean, obviously, at the end, she. she it, it, why they did it is so that she can kind of accept her Mandalorian yeah. armor at the end and head off with Ahsoka. And I'm sure that will become a big point of that she does need to use both sides again. But it's just like, man, she's already learned that lesson. Yeah, you th- you'd think she would have remembered that lesson?
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. They should have definitely thought about that. But I think for the show's story building itself is it just.
0: I hope I hope they explain at some point why she was so out of her Mandalorian. Because she was yeah. in Rebels always so proud of being a Mandalorian. And yeah. that was so much of her character. So, I mean, clearly the Ezra stuff affected her. Clearly whatever happened with Ahsoka affected her. I hope we don't just go the whole season without ever finding out exactly what. Cause I think we will out of Mandalorian armor. She didn't even touch it when she knew a fight was coming. Yeah. We, we better get an answer.
1: I think we will. I think when they're training, you know, or like out in the field and the Soka's like talking to her or something, I'm sure it's going to come up and like, we'll get like a little flashback or something. I'm sure something's planned because there's no way they, they just dodge a major character arc like that. I think, but it's possible. But I'm, um, I'm
0: like, you never know. But yeah. <laughs> I really hope they don't. I, I'm assuming it will come in like a flashback. Yeah. They're training currently. We'll see a flashback to the first time they were training. And that's what I'm thinking. Compare and contrast. Yeah. And, yeah. So I'm really excited for where it's going. The theory part of my brain obviously has been cooking and yep. cooking crazy. Um, I can't, I can't wait. I, it just sucks that we're now at one episode a week. Yeah. We're not going to get another double feature. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we'll have two episodes to talk about for the next episode. So Absolutely. It, I'm it excited. won't affect that at all. Yeah. We'll be talking about two. All right. Quick discussion here to kind of wrap up the episode. Um, this is something we were thinking about discussing last week, but we, we pushed it to this, this one. Okay. Um, and let's, it's just kind of, I guess, we'll, we'll do it as a general topic around the idea of Secret Wars. Okay. Um, and this idea that Secret Wars being this movie where any character can appear. Yeah. Any version, any variant of a character can appear. Um, so the, the big rumor and the one that, that you posted on, on our doc was Hugh Jackman talking with Kevin Feige about Wolverine playing a, a major role in secret wars. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. That makes sense, it makes sir, sense. That he, he would be one of these characters to appear. So yep. I guess I'll, I'll start off. I'll kick it to you. What do you think about Wolverine? Not just being in Deadpool three, but heading over to secret wars. We know Hugh Jackman's likely not the MCU Wolverine, yep. but getting for this big climactic movie, Getting a, a shot to really kind of play in a MCU
1: a huge, movie, yeah. Um, I think it's dope. Um, personally, I don't think, like you said, I don't think he's the MCU uh, Wolverine at all. Um, but I do think in the the case of a multiversal war, that the the whole Deadpool Deadpool universe kind of gets or at least Deadpool and Wolverine they get pulled into it and i i could see that happening for sure like those are two iconic characters on the on the big screen in theaters and everything and i could definitely see them making an appearance cameo Couple lines, big fight, I mean, whatever.
0: I, th- I think, I think Deadpool. I mean, we we know Deadpool's Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool is yeah. officially making the transition to the MCU. like have said, that. yeah. yeah. Um, so like that that one's obviously there. Wolverine makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah. Who else? Who do you want to... So this is kind of why I said, let's let's make this just maybe a conversation about Secret Wars. What are maybe some variants of characters that are possibly out there? Maybe what are some actors that have been gone that you would want to come back? What are some characters you would like to see pop up in this multiversal war that will be Secret Wars?
1: I would like to see... I would like to see some more Tony Starks for sure um Tom Cruise Tom Cruise the rumored new Iron Man type situation I would like to see that um just at least like referenced you know him pop in and uh maybe like uh I know there's a lot of like steampunkified characters out there that would be cool um I would like to see probably some some of the variants from um what is it called? I'm blanking. The uh, Disney plus show. Uh, At Loki. No, no, no. Um, what the if? anime. Yeah. What if those, those guys, some of those variants like the goofy party, <laughs> Thor, actual good captain. Carter. The, yeah. Captain Carter. Um, you bring, yeah, I don't know. Just like some, some versions of the characters that we have not seen the characters act like in the MCU. I think that would be a really cool alter ego balance. Yeah. type deal.
0: Um, number one on my wish list for character to appear in Secret Wars, it has to be live action Miles Morales.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, like like, like that. And it makes sense because that's honestly Secret Wars is what got Miles in the comics to yep. the main Marvel universe. Yep. Okay, whether it's we're taking the Spider-Verse character and transitioning that arc into the main Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that. If Sony's willing to do that, let that story be the baseline. Um, seeing a spider. Gwen would be really cool. Seeing. So characters from the spider verse movies.
1: Oh, I would love a 2099 in live action. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, those would absolutely be on top. Tom Cruise, Iron Man's there. Yeah. We're going to see Robert Downey Jr. Back. We're gonna absolutely. we Chris Evans back for yeah. the movie. Like everyone, this, everyone. Is going to be the smash me? Everyone's yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and then some, some other, I mean, I'm going to throw out a, a couple more fun ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edward Norton, Eric. Thang,
1: oh, the
0: whole, yeah. like That would be fun. That would be fun. Like, like, I, I hope they really go into this and have some fun with it. and Terrence embrace Howard. Embrace these characters that were replaced and get these actors back in. Um, even if it's just for two minutes. Even if it's just they appear in the background. Yes, yeah, Terrence Howard. Yeah. Like.
1: You see Terrence Howard oh, oh. in another war machine armor. That would be cool. Yeah.
0: He, fi- he finally actually gets the wear is. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that, that's what I'm really hoping for. But like for like actual like besides just the small games, getting live action Miles Morales to me is. I hope we get that in Secret Wars. Yeah. I hope that's the point where
1: they. I think it is. I it think is. it's like a guaranteed thing, in my opinion, because in the comics, that's like that is the point when yeah. he's brought
0: kind of so. with that. I know I saw uh Spider-Man four rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the, the writer strikes going on, people aren't writing, but there, there's still rumors going about, about plot points, I think. And uh Prowler was mentioned as a possible villain for Spider-Man four. So yep. yeah. you know, that's, that's looking miles.
1: It's looking real milesy, real yeah. milesy. Childish Gambino um, Prowler. Hopefully.
0: I, I, I mean, he's he is the canonical prowler for yep. the MCU. So, I mean, I mean, and we had the crossover with him in Spider Verse. So.
1: That's why I think it would make sense for this Spider Verse Miles to cross over to the MCU. But I know some people probably wouldn't be happy with that. But I think it would make sense.
0: I think the number one issue they would have is the actor. Yeah, obviously, isn't the age of Miles that right. voices Miles? Mm-hmm. So making that. Would you recast? Would you age up Miles? I
1: mean, Tom Holland's like, not seventeen either. Like,
0: yeah, but Tom Holland at least like looks a yeah, bit more young. Like that's true. Shamik Moore doesn't look super young. I
1: think Shamik Moore could pull it off. I don't think it's like necessarily the best option, but I'm a Shamik Moore fan, so I think. Oh, me too. Yeah, so I so think he Shemeek could.
0: Moore is twenty-eight. Yeah, just, just actual. I, I looked up his actual age, so so he is twenty eight. Um, Tom Holland himself, let's just for comparison's sake. Tom Holland is twenty seven, so Jake yeah. Moore is. I think that, officially older,
1: but like I think it could I, work.
0: I think it could work. I think you would have to sell Miles as a bit older and not as maybe a high school suit. So maybe there's a time jump between Spider Verse three and. Secret Wars, when you're trying to make this connection, oh, he's a and maybe he's basically the same age as Peter. Okay. And they're not trying to do the super old versus young and all of that. Yeah. I think that would need to be if we had Shamik more. Yeah. I would want Shamik more because I think he does a great job with the character. Me too. Oh, that made me think of something for Ahsoka that I want to talk about. Funny enough, as we're mm-hmm. talking about characters revising themselves um, from... Uh, animation um we'll do that after we finish up this discussion we'll end with that that last point okay um but yeah i mean i think it's it, this is just gonna be such a fun movie yeah. no matter what the one thing is i hope they don't go too crazy and just it's just cameo fest after cameo fast i hope they still yeah. have a good story here me too um and also, I, I hope Dr. Doom really plays a role. Oh my god, as, 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 he, as he did in the comic, I hope this is where... Even if this is our introduction to Doom, and like <clears throat> he's then maybe the next big villain into the next arc. I know the rumor is the next saga is going to be the mutant saga. Yeah. But it's like, Magneto... Could Magneto really be like a, a big bad of, of the mutant? I, I don't see still, it. I think, I think you would need a... a Big, you know, okay, Galactus. Yeah. If you're doing big multiversal, I hope you don't go double <clears throat> big galactic yeah. multiversal type villains. So maybe Doom is introduced in Secret Wars. That's where he comes in. He's been in the background the whole time, pulling strings, manipulating Kang maybe even. Yeah. And appears in Secret Wars, and he's now the big bad moving forward.
1: That would be cool.
0: It's another hope. Um, but yeah, anything else you have about this?
1: Um, no, I, I think I'm just, I'm ready for Secret Wars. I'm, I'm ready for Avengers to reunite, really. I'm ready for Avengers to assemble in the big screen and the crowd goes wild. Hopefully it's done well again. You know, I, I'm just looking forward to it. I think it's a, like my memories from Infinity War and Endgame, are probably some of my best theater experiences like in my history of living. Um, so I I just want to replicate that at least, you know.
0: See, seeing the first Avengers on,
1: like, oh, yeah, I mean, first like, Avengers. I was I, I, seven, I think.
0: See, I was in college, yeah. <laughs> I, I was it was freshman or sophomore. I think I'm mean, probably my freshman year. I don't, I don't have to look out, yeah. Avengers actually, count. when did Avengers come out?
1: I think it was like.
0: So, 07.
1: Oh, yeah, I think it was 07 or 08.
0: 2012.
1: 2012? I was I 11?
0: Way off on our years. Also, I was thinking 07 is when I graduated
1: middle school. So oh, okay. Actually, I thought eight, it was I'm 08 because I thought it was 8. Made sense.
0: So, yeah, 2012 would have been, so I graduated high school in 2011. Um, so that would have been the end of my freshman year of college. Yeah, so I was 11. I remember because I left a class, <clears> I, I I had a doctor's appointment. Okay. Um, But I, I went to the, they, there was enough time where it started out at like noon in the day. Right. The the movie theater showed Iron Man and the midnight premiere was Avengers. And wow. Just in the theater, 12 hours with people. It was packed. It was fun. It's watching every movie. It was such a good time. It's, it's one of the most fun memories. Right. um But yeah. Yeah. um So, just kind of bring back to the, the point I had. Clancy Brown got to come back as um, the, the governor in Ahsoka.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so this, it's funny enough because I actually wanted to tie this back. I know we're kind of looping back. Mm-hmm. I want to tie this back to the idea mm-hmm. that um, Rosario isn't quite hitting the Ahsoka tone. Mm-hmm. With now, we're seeing them bringing characters who played their animated versions onto live action. Do we feel bad that Ashley Team didn't get a chance to be Ahsoka?
1: Um, I like, think she, she could I think better. yes, and I also think no because, uh, like I'm a Rosario Ahsoka fan. I think I think she does the character well. It's just there are aspects that I think Ashley could have brought to the character in live action for sure. I'm not denying that at all. But I do think that Rosario deserves her flowers and picked up this character that had existed for 12 years prior and does well with it, I think. Um, But I, yeah, again, I think if we're talking we need more witty, fun Ahsoka back, that would be the choice that would have had to be made.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, and I agree. I like Rosario Dawson. I think she's going to do really well with the character. I yep. think she will bring that because she has that. Rosario yeah. can be that
1: person. It, it shows, like, occasionally.
0: I do feel bad for Ashley X. Oh, so. yeah. Like, we're seeing Clancy Brown back. We're seeing um, Thrawn's actor come back and going yep. to reprise it from the animated show. It's just like... it. But then, like, the main characters outside of Thrawn really aren't. Ezra's not the same. Sabine's yeah. not the same actress. Hera's not the same actress. Yeah. If we get Kanan, I hope at least we get Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, me too. That's one I do hope comes back. Yeah. My hope is if we do get flashbacks of maybe Anakin Ahsoka, mm-hmm. maybe they – Bring Ashley X theme for to Doki play the younger, the younger yeah. Ahsoka again, yeah, and then so she still gets the chance to be live action Ahsoka. She gets to play the character she truly embodied, and then we can actually, really, maybe make the connection and see the transition to Rosario, yeah, and to the older, more mature Ahsoka. So I hope she gets some chance, Me or too. maybe they do like a Last of Us where like the. And the voice uh
1: Ellie's character. mom.
0: Yeah, where she got to play Ellie's mom yeah. in a live action show, but she wasn't Ellie. Yeah, and like I hope she gets some credit. Yeah, for, a nod for this character and, and a, a role at some point.
1: Yeah, in this show absolutely, I agree. She deserves her live action flowers for sure.
0: All right, but yeah, sorry, I forgot to bring that. We got too much into other. I hey, that's fine. I forgot to, to bring up that talking point, but I, I I thought it was a worthwhile talking point. Yeah. Um. But yeah. And any anything else about any of our topics you want you want to bring up today?
1: No, I I'm just I'm excited for Ahsoka to continue. I'm excited to see how it will conclude with Thrawn coming back, Ezra coming back, etc.
0: Do we know? Is it dropping at? Thursdays um, 9 Eastern, I think it's the, the same, time yeah. I think it's nine Eastern
1: before. Thursdays. I think so. Yeah.
0: Shout outs to Disney because that's so much of that. That's a great change. if yeah. that's really what it's going
1: because um, it was what like 3 a.m. before for me.
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> 3 I, I'm looking it up right now to be sure. Oh, no. What is it? Well, no, this, this might just be a bad time period. Episode uh, release date and time. It just said a late time. Um, August? No, it is. So yeah yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So yeah, please, please keep this movie. Do this with Loki. Do this with all the shows Yeah. forward. Disney Plus. The three a.m. release time was the worst. It thing was ever atrocious. Now <laughs> people can set their time and be like, it can. It's a. It's a prime time release. Now, it is. And you're it excited is excited about
1: it. Yep. Um, post-dinner, or if you're a late-dinner family, like I am, <clears throat> that's dinner time. You get your dinner, you get your, you get your movie going, your TV going. That's it. That's it right there.
0: Ooh, I don't like seeing that, though. Uh, apparently, it's only a 31-minute episode coming up.
1: Ooh, unfortunate. Unfortunate.
0: Hey, Hopefully, it's packed. If it's a, I'm like, if it's a good 31 yeah. minutes, I won't care. Yeah. Um,
1: I was hoping for 45, but that's okay.
0: Yeah. first one being 51. Yeah.
1: Is, yeah. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Um, but yeah, so six, 6 PM, my time, 9 PM, your time Tuesday yep. evening. Um, We'll get episode three. Not not too long to wait. Cause it's Sunday morning. Right? Yep. All right. Um, All right. You want to give any shout outs, plugs,
1: anything uh, before we wrap up? Uh, You know, you guys can always find me at a sacred skull, Twitter, IG, I don't really use IG, but an- anywhere, you know, go for it. I YouTube, Twitch, yada yada yada. Come talk to me live on Twitch, or in my comment section on YouTube about my takes on movies or Star Wars or etc. Go for it.
0: Or give your own
1: theory. Or yeah, talk to me. I'm here. Yeah.
0: Um, also, so tweet tweet your theories if you if you don't like our theories, you have your own. Tweet them at the the MediaVerse Pod, please. Um, I probably should have that in our show description. <laughs> I'll add that to the show description. So hopefully, great a Twitter link in the show description. I am going to shout out uh, Rob, Robbie, okay. and I have rebooted up our fancy football. Podcast. Shout out, Rob. Uh, we've rebranded that. So if you are interested in fancy football, go go look for uh, the football multiverse.
1: We Did will be watching
0: connection here. Um, so, so yes, sir. Verse, verse, the verse, verse. Yeah. Yeah. The verse, verse. Um, so, yeah, go, go check out the football multiverse if you are interested in fantasy football or just NFL discussion. Um, but, yeah, with that, um, I think that's all we got for you today.
1: All right. Uh,
0: yeah. Talk to you all in the next one.
1: Have a good one, guys.